the the quality of life meaning on, on, on my end you know, the, um, of course the food but also the the security right the, the, the safety of, of the streets of the city um, the cultural elements so both in terms of having international people but also like the the, the deep cultural roots that that Portugal has the history etc the I'm doing Lisbon at the moment no but um, all the the possibilities it has um, all the miradoros or yeah the scenery I would say was also something very important um, and from a business standpoint all the possibilities that there were no I saw it like of course it, it, it's a European capital but um, it's still, there's still a lot to be developed right so like having experience now I don't know living in New York or Silicon Valley and you see the potential as well so it was really exciting as well to 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 come and or to go to Lisbon and Portugal and build something there. Olá e bem-vindo. Welcome to the Simple Life, an insider's perspective into Portugal. We already know about Portugal's amazing weather, food and people. In this podcast we go deeper and meet the real people who make this country so wonderful. Dylan, who has made his life in Portugal, shares an insider's perspective into what makes Portugal the unique, beautiful and amazing country that it is. Join him and his guests every week as they shed some light on the incredible people, culture, history and lifestyle that makes Portugal so appealing. A country where everyone feels like they belong. This podcast is sponsored by Portugal Realty. Welcome to The Simple Life. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Emiliano Gutierrez. Emiliano is a CEO and a co-founder. He's lived all over the world. At the time of recording, Emiliano was in Italy, but Portugal has been his home for the last two years. We discuss, amongst other things, the startup and tech ecosystem in Portugal, what makes Portugal different to a lot of the other places he's lived in the world, the amazing work he's doing with, with Jaiz Vertical Farms, But mostly we speak about why Emiliano enjoys living the simple life in Portugal with good weather, good food, architecture, lookout points, surf, and amazing people. For those of you listening, head over to our YouTube channel to watch some of this episode and now over to my conversation with Emiliano. Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Portugal, The Simple Life. And uh, I'm delighted to be joined here by Emiliano Gutierrez. Uh, did I say it correctly? Gutierrez? Morally. 90, 90% correct. That, that's all good. 90%. Okay. <laughs> Emiliano, um, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks to you. Pleasure to be here. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently. We're doing a podcast about Portugal, but you are currently sitting in Italy. How's everything there? What are you up to? Yeah, that's really nice. As mentioned, it's, it's part of another podcast, but uh, yeah, just visiting my girlfriend's family, just here, hey, having some fun, enjoying the sun. But also, to be honest, yeah, looking forward to be back in Portugal in a couple of weeks. Wonderful. Emiliano, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about you? Cool, sure. So I'm Emiliano, born and raised in, in Tijuana, actually, it's border California. Okay. Uh, so Mexico, and that, that, that thing... Yeah, belongs to my to my personality and also to my being in terms of like a bit of bicultural angle. I've been uh, yeah traveling and, and working in different parts of the world, including uh, yeah 
Italy, Australia, the US, um, Austria, and and uh, now most proudly and and enjoying Portugal, right? So yeah, I'm I'm a traveler. I'm I'm a founder, so I, I like to create things. And right now, like build uh, companies or build the company we're we're launching right now. We'll get into it uh, in terms of. What I like to do, um, I really enjoy languages and speaking. Uh, right now, we'll get into Portuño, which you know is a mix between Portuguese and, and Spanish, um, but uh, also yeah, German, Italian, etc. And wow. surfing, which is also like something we'll we'll get into. I hope uh, about Portugal and and what what uh, the huge possibilities it brings in terms of surfing. Uh, a bit of music, play a bit of sax. Um, oh. Yeah, so that that's a bit about myself. Uh, happy to go deeper into awesome. any of those areas. Awesome. How's the Portuñol going? How? What? Are, yeah. I mean, you. you, sp- you uh, I'm assuming Spanish would be your, sort of your one of your first languages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spanish is, is the first, and um, yeah, Portuñol is is going good. I think um, getting there. Uh, I think Portuguese people appreciate the effort of sure. of speaking some more Portuguese part than Espanol. Yeah. But, uh, it's nice. Yeah. What well, I mean, what has your experience been with that? Because I'm, uh, I mean, I'm a, 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 as you know, I'm a realtor, and my, my clients are from all over the world. One of their biggest questions when they, when they, when they are looking to move here is, okay, what about the language? Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, look, uh, you don't need to speak English in in Portugal. Everybody is pretty open, and and they don't get annoyed with you or anything. But um, you do experience the country in a different way when you can mix it up a little bit with the language. Uh, what has been your experience there? Totally. No, I agree. I mean, in terms of needing um, to speak, for example, Portuguese, I think surprisingly, it's a country where people speak really good English, right? So both, uh, of course, most in in Lisbon and the big cities or even Porto, but um, the whole country, you you see quite a bit of uh, literacy and also like English domain. So that's that's good but definitely i think everyone appreciates if if you do a bit of effort and then you get of course a bit more into the culture i, I would always encourage people to learn a bit beforehand and then just just go no uh, and go with the flow and people are kind and like, happy to help i think there's there's always keywords and learning spanish or or knowing spanish um even for some some people worldwide that spanish is well well known, uh, much more than Portuguese. It's also something that helps, you know. So it's just, it's very similar. You just have to um, switch the termination, and um, yeah, it, it's a Romance language, right? So I'm pretty yeah, sure if anyone knows too. other 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 languages, they they'll easily pick up Portuguese, um, and don't get frustrated with the terminations and the and the quickness. It's just about uh, you know how they keep it in the throat and <laughs> and yeah, the, the pronunciation. Yeah, pronunciation is a bit hard, but I think with a good ear and just um, playing it, yeah, that can get by for sure. Yeah, Emiliano, take us back a little bit to what 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 were what 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 has been your first experiences of Portugal? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you you've been here for I think you told me it's about two years, um, or just under. Uh, was that your is this been your first experience of Portugal, or did you experience Portugal before and visit Portugal before? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to do um, an exchange semester, an Erasmus, as they call it here um, in Europe. So I did it in 2017, so almost six years ago. Mm-hmm. I was I was arriving here and and had a great 
yeah, exchange a student experience. So it's, of course, it's different to to study and just uh, have that kind of student life that than to actually live and 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 yeah, work and do a business here. But it was that was what opened my my mind to Portugal, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, so that was the first angle after getting to know a good friend of mine who was actually studying at my university in Mexico City. Um, we we got to know there and he was like speaking highly of, of Portugal and Lisbon about, about the bohemian angle, but also the, the good food and the different kinds of, of the culture and everything. And it was, a, I think, six years ago, it was still uh, up and coming. Right right now, I think it's it's well much uh more well known so uh, back then it was a bit more mystical i don't know it was <laughs> like uh the upcoming barcelona so yeah i got i got really interested in the music and the culture and the food and i got here and it was just overblown right it was like all the way from from all that but also the nature and and and, and the liveness of the people so yeah that was my first experience 6 years ago and mm. then i decided to to launch the company here, uh, which is okay. a whole other story. But uh, yeah, that was my first grasp of it. And it was very positive. Yeah. And had you visited um, since in between your permanent move? I did once. Um, okay. Yeah. Some personal things like brought me actually here to where I am right now in terms of um, uh, we were living in Australia as so I came to Napoli uh, for some um, yeah medical issues from, from my partner and, Back then, I was looking for a permanent base in Europe, and um, yeah, Lisbon or Portugal has this like as as you as you know different kinds of uh, uh, yeah residence schemes for for mm-hmm. people uh, either to open a business or to move there. And while I was there, it was actually during COVID. While I was here, sorry, um, October twenty twenty. I I went to to Lisbon just to explore, to explore a bit more, to just reconnect, see if it was the kind, the same kind of feeling, same kind of vibe. Um, of course, it was COVID, but it still had that magic, you know. And it was like, it didn't seem like COVID at all, so it was super fun. Um, and I went back just to do a bit of market research and speak with the people, etc. Mm. It was again a great experience. I felt. I felt way more creative than anywhere else. Just very energetic. I think, as you well know, no, the city and the country has a special kind of vibe. So yeah. that that just got me like, okay, yeah, that that's it. Let's go. We'll come back to the to the vibe and the energy. But um, obviously, you know, your your second trip coming, you you're coming with a different lens. Uh, you're coming mm-hmm. with a. Uh, a lens to okay maybe I'm going to spend more time here maybe this is going to be a permanent a more of a permanent home for me um what were some of those things that are, that you know that attracted you and kind of convinced you that this could be a place to to call home um even if if temporarily yeah so a couple of them including the the quality of life meaning on, on my end you now the um, of course the food but also the the security right the, the, the safety of of streets of the city um the cultural elements so both in terms of having international people but also like the 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 deep cultural roots that that portugal has their history etc the i'm doing a lisbon at the moment no but um all the the possibilities it has 
um, all the miradoros, or yeah, the scenery, I would say, was also something very important. Um, and from a business standpoint, all the possibilities that there were, no, I saw it like, of course, it, it, it's a European capital, but um, it's there's still a lot to be developed, right? So like having experience, now, I don't know, living in New York or Silicon Valley, you see the potential as well. So it was really exciting as well to 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 come and or to go to Lisbon and Portugal and build something there. Uh, so I think those those angles, of course, including the nature element, the weather element, that that, that are super important, no. But I think th those ones made me say, okay, this is where I want to be. I can create stuff. I can live a really nice, uh, pleasant and safe uh, life. So why not, right? I um, mean, Portugal and Portuguese people are, are famous for being open and welcoming, uh, but from a, a business angle um, and with, you know, with your background, having done, you know, founded companies and, and, and done business in a lot of different cultures and a lot of different countries. Um, what do you want to say about kind of the openness to engage, the openness to do business here? Has it been something that has, has surprised you? I would say relatively yes. Uh, they, they're again Portuguese people, but also I would say within the startup ecosystem, there's an openness and there's a welcoming, right? So uh, it, it's it's a growing startup ecosystem, um, and I've seen it grown. Like of course, it's not like I I started it, but six six years ago, like 2017 to 2023, there's been a huge growth, right? And there's like even more uh, accelerators, funds. Um, incubators of course number of startups um so that's that's very interesting i would say there's always um uh, a welcoming energy for innovative projects for sustainability projects for different kinds of uh, trends so i would say if you're an entrepreneur it, it's a good place to be absolutely yeah. um, in terms of bureaucracy and like mm, permits etc or, or public funding that'll always take time uh, i think it's still a work in progress and there it has its caveats in terms of yeah again bureaucracy yeah, but i think it's getting there it's getting there so i don't think maybe <laughs> we shouldn't expect it to be uh, as streamlined i don't know as the us or uk or, or maybe even germany but it's definitely open and they're they're pushing towards that in terms of where where they want um where i say they i mean the politicians and infrastructure or in investors in the country um where they want to put uh portugal in the map is somewhere that's welcoming mm -hmm. and innovative and, and 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 spearheading that that side of things it's interesting yeah we, we've we've discussed it a couple of times on on the on the podcast with various other guests this um this kind of dynamic that's happening in portugal right now between you know, merging the old and the new. There's a, it's a very old mm. country. It's one of the oldest countries in the world. Uh, things have been done a certain way. And now all of a sudden it's a country that's very much in the limelight, very much on the world stage. And yeah. trying to marry those two concepts of this modern world and commercialism and startups and entrepreneurial spirit, but also maintaining some of the old ways. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. Definitely, yeah. No, I think and I think it's it's a an interesting and beautiful one. I mean, of course, it has its it, its issues, but um, it's really nice that you can 
go outside of the city or even in the city and see castles and and like have this uh, architecture that's even from the romance and you know that's 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 beautiful and then you have also like very modern parts in in Porto or or Lisbon so so that that's something uh, really gratifying mm, in terms of the processes uh, i think yeah it, it'll it'll get there for sure i mean again it's it's part of the eu it has all the all the backing from that so that's that's fun to have and then i don't know yeah takes a bit of patience and and just being open to that but i mean coming from mexico i'm <laughs> i'm used to that bureaucracy and it, it's been a positive experience i have to say yeah and and the internet is is really good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and in the city they have like there's lisboa free wi-fi so that's, that's good to have it's always cool yeah it's always cool um i mean what do you think um, Emiliano, in terms of when you compare Portugal to just from a lifestyle point of view, point of view and as a, just as a, as a normal guy who wants to live in a nice place, um, what, what, what do you think has been unique about Portugal in, in your experience when you compare it to all of these other places that you've been? Yeah, I mentioned previously like the, <laughs> the vibe. No, I know it's very abstract, but uh, yeah, there's there's a certain kind of easy going vibe or flow even if it's a city um for example in lisbon um there's this sort of quietness to it or a bit more uh relaxed vibe to the city which is which is something very nice right uh, again like and, and i said it before moving to lisbon around or just after moving uh, and i still believe it no uh, i was living in vienna when i when it was the number i think it was the number one most livable city in the world um, and then I went to Melbourne. It was the number two, I believe. I still prefer Lisbon. You know, it was and Lisbon wasn't even on the top ten list, but or something like that. Or it, yeah, it was like top something. But Lisbon had that I don't know special charm, both in terms of the infrastructure. Maybe it didn't have as much of um, economical development yet as Vienna or Melbourne in that case, but. I don't know, it was way more alive. You have a lot of street art, which I appreciate a lot. You have these stunning miradoros that you can't quantify, you know, the views, the sunset. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, also, as uh, <laughs> maybe now a bit less, but uh, I, I do consider myself a bit of a bohemian. So, like, just being able to be there with the people and going to see Fado or randomly jam some jazz with people on the street so that, that's something that you can't find anywhere else to be honest so that's also that i also appreciate it a lot you know how does that help you as a as a guy that's you're constantly on the move constantly busy thinking about the next step thinking about the next thing i mean it's a uh, this this um the startup world is very much romanticized but it's it's mm-hmm. stressful for you guys it's hard work uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with what's going to happen. Never mind in five years, but in one year or in six months. Yeah. How does living in a place like this kind of give you that rest, um, that inspiration uh, that you need? Yeah, that's a nice one. I think it's always good to to be able to go and take a walk, right? Um, and if if you can have that and go to a beautiful space in the city, then it helps you refresh the mind and. Put things into perspective right so um yeah i would say that mostly like the possibility and i'm grateful for that to be able to again go to a miradoro which is like uh, yeah the, what's the translation in english like a, a viewpoint a lookout look point yeah a, yeah a look point uh, 
it's very it's also very portuguese now or very uh, <laughs> is well, that's an amazing thing i mean we, we've spoken about it a couple of times lisbon's well known but you've got these things all over the country um if you're driving yeah. around portugal and you see that brown sign that says mirador just go yeah follow it and go check it out because it's usually sure. really special and these places they just strategically put these things all over the country to get a, a view over a river or the, over the red roofs or over the ocean. It's, it's, it's especially, and usually there's a place where you can sit and have a drink and mm. it's, it's awesome. It's stunning. No, and you're right. It's not only in the city. I remember that we just recently went to Madeira and there were lookouts mm. all over the place. Oh, and, Madeira. Yeah. 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 yeah no. So, so I think that, that for me, uh, <laughs> did you have poncha difference? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I had some poncha. That <laughs> stuff is uh, good, but dangerous. <laughs> yeah it goes quickly but uh yeah i know for i think also again as an entrepreneur and like founder and you uh, you're right it's, it's it's uncertain and it's it's stressful it's also of course inspirational but um yeah i think coming back to what i said before like the, the fact that it's so architecturally developed but also like you have that history embedded so it's also inspirational in terms of what you're going to build or um what kind of what kind of infrastructure what kind of future you want to build and the, the possibility to test it in the city i think it's also like always when 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 you're looking for for some new inspiration you can go out to the city and speak with the people or go to the riverside um or go to nature close by so so i think that that's something that's to be very treasured uh, back in portugal yeah. So speaking of nature, I know you're going to enjoy talking about this, but but um, the surf, uh, it's uh, it's a great country for that. Definitely. I mean, I'm I'm still finding my feet. Hey, I'm not I'm no no professional, but uh, so you haven't I, you haven't surfed Nazare yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Hopefully one day. No, I don't know if even I I get to do it. But um, yeah, nearby and there's some really nice spots, um, and yeah, I. I I learned a bit to surf when I was in in um, in California, right? And it was mostly in San Diego um, and in Baja. And there was some nice spots, but I, I really I, I consider I really learned how to surf here in in Portugal or uh, in in Lisbon back in twenty seventeen, um, and, and it's it's amazing. And you have different kinds of spots, both near the city, but also like in, like in in the Silver Coast, in Alentejo, uh, we just went, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago to Alentejo. It was a really nice point. And then, yeah, I think we're going to to Sagres in the next couple of weeks, which is like the most southwestern point in in Europe. There's amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing breaks there. So, yeah, <laughs> looking forward and like you can always like find different spots for different levels. So yeah. it's amazing culture. It's amazing people as well that surf. Um, yeah. You have to, of course, manage it. I don't surf as much as I would love to, but I think it's also okay to keep some balance. If not, you can just be surfing all your life. So yeah, just striking a bit of balance. And but um, definitely something to recommend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sagres, they used to they used to think it was the end of the world, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. it is. I mean, you 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 go there, and it's. Have you been there yet? You haven't been. Yeah, there yeah, yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, those cliffs. It's it amazing. does. It feels like it's just the end of the world and you can't see anything else it's just the ocean and these cliffs it's 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 beautiful it's amazing yeah spectacular yeah awesome tell us um emiliano a little bit about the work that you're doing at the moment um this is how we found each other on linkedin uh, mm. you guys are developing a really interesting project um tell us a bit about that thank you 
Um, yeah, so we are growing raíz, which actually in Portuguese and in Spanish means means root, um, and we see it as as the roots of of a new food system. Um, what we do is um, a hybrid model of vertical farming, uh, which means that we grow in a controlled environment using like vertical um, infrastructure hydroponics, but we do it in a way that leverages both natural light and LEDs instead of only fully uh, close environment, which uh, spends quite a bit of energy. And we also have our own photovoltaic so solar panels, and, and that's the way we'll scale up with our own microgrids. Um, and the vision there is to have a network of um, climate resilient, climate positive, hopefully vertical farms spread throughout the world that allow us to grow food with less resources in a beautiful way, allows us to increase the educational and experience angle for uh, communities, including of course, children, but also corporate, et cetera, which we're doing like hosting activities there at, at our concept farm in Lisbon. Um, and yeah, hopefully in the next decade or so, we were also able to make a dent in uh, addressing world hunger and having this very streamlined way to to grow different kinds of crops for urban and, and even rural communities. So we're starting in Lisbon. Um, we're growing with one concept farm. We're looking to launch three new ones next year and developing different kinds of, of products for um, yeah, B2B and, and B2C clients. So that's a bit about Raiz in a nutshell. Uh, happy to go deeper and, and different. Yeah. Um, what's the sort of the target um, market here? Is it mostly cities that you're looking to do this kind of thing? Um, bigger, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, some of the places you've been with huge skyscrapers, is that the kind mm. of idea uh, to to kind of expand to these kind of markets? Including, yes, yes. I think um, that's going to be the early adopters. Um, also sees that, that you don't have that much space available. So you can optimize for space. You can repurpose abandoned buildings into that. So transforming urban spaces into a vibrant vertical farm. And like I would imagine like walking around and that's something that you can see in the built space, which looks beautiful, but also is helping capture carbon is like growing local food. So yes, I would say cities are the first um, um, yeah, point of, of adoption and scaling up. Starting in Lisbon, we have Leeds in Porto, in Madrid, Barcelona. So that's like we're we're aiming to to conquer first, let's say, uh, Southern Europe, uh, Western Europe, and then hopefully, as we refine our technology and reach uh, a certain point of scalability, we can go also to the global South, uh, including Latin America. But not only so where where we know there's um, enough sunlight so we can uh, rep replicate our model, but also where we can have a highest impact in terms of um, social. Um, an environmental one. Awesome. Um, what, I mean, what I mean, just practically, what what kind of stuff can people eventually grow on these on these vertical farms? It's it's a growing list. Um, just to give some examples, uh, we've grown recently amaranth, which is like kind of spinach but really high protein. Um, also the seeds. We've grown mustard, bell peppers, tomatoes, eggplants, and we have a, a high concentration of um, herbs. So right now we're selling most of the crops to our restaurants, um, who are restaurants that um, believe, let's say, in in a more uh, sustainable way to to grow food. That of course they want to also benefit from uh, a fresh daily harvest consistently. Um, so yeah, that that's the 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 kind of clients we're working with right now. 
and we're expanding to a, um, a farming as a service model in which let's say um, uh, a hotel chain wants to grow their uh, full range of, of crops, uh, certain leafy greens, salads, microgreens, et cetera, and we can provide them a turnkey solution with software and, and, and the operations uh, managed for them and they get the fresh crops, no? Um, so yeah, it's again for cities and in the future, hopefully also being able to reach agricultural spaces. We know that wheat has been um, grown in vertical farms. So as the technology develops and also unfortunately as climate change progresses, we'll see a wider need for these kinds of solutions, even in the rural areas, right? So yeah. we hope to be ready for that when the time comes. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're seeing this. I mean, you're very much um, doing this, uh, this sort of entrepreneurial startup mm-hmm. movement, but with a social, with a social element to it as well. This is not just something to 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 build and scale, but something that you know is going to impact the world and help the world. Um, I, I was speaking to somebody else about it on the podcast. We've had so many interesting guests on this podcast that are doing the startup world but with social impact um have you i mean have you found that in, in portugal to be quite um not unique because this is happening all over but there's that aspect there's this real drive in portugal at the moment where okay we're doing startup we're doing tech uh we're do, doing these interesting business ideas but there's a social m- impact which is just so beautiful and and refreshing yeah that's nice to hear that's nice to hear that that you've also had other guests and and see that movement i would say yes i mean to be honest i i see it as a as a global movement um yeah. i do see lisbon and portugal um, as a very attractive place to launch startups both because of community and the mindset so i would say that attracts also some like-minded entrepreneurs to work um in portugal right so i think maybe that's the reason why it's concentrating so Yes, hope uh, gladly and hopefully even more um, people are starting to to realize and to wake up that, that it's something urgent, right? So we, yeah, we need more and more climate action and what we're doing. I mean, it's not a silver bullet or anything, but it's just like a step forward from, towards a, a cleaner, more resilient uh, ecosystem. So yeah, um, hopefully we'll see more and more of, of those um, both social and environmental, um, uh, yeah, impact projects, right? So, yeah, I think it's it's a uh, it's a wave uh, we can capture. It's also um, as as you might know, but there's also some really nice data backing up the fact that uh, climate action and, and and the transition is a huge uh, economical opportunity, right? So there's gonna be like. Yeah, very big businesses uh, built around uh, transitioning agriculture, um, energy, uh, transport. So it's an exciting time to also build them. So hopefully we'll yeah we'll see more of that. Yeah, it sounds exciting. You guys have actually got a you've got you've got a, f- a farm that people can go and check out and visit in in Lisbon, right? Yeah, yeah, we have one in Arroz Studios again. Like hopefully by next year we'll have at least uh, two or three more of them. Um, and yes, people can visit. It's a, you know, at a really nice space called Arroz Studios, um, which is a cultural association. Yeah. So there's different kinds of angles people can interact. We, we're also leveraging uh, different kinds of technologies, including like, sensor monitoring, et cetera. But 
we're opening up a line for sort of uh, crowdfunding uh, for the co-ownership of the farms. So we see interest in people that want to join, um, let's say, the movement, but not not only like follow, but have a certain kind of ownership and then um, have yield from what we're growing and have their, let's say, environmental or impact metrics attached mm-hmm. to that yield. So we're working, for example, with Near Protocol and with Celo um, that, that are um, Web3 layers or, or, or companies, organizations that allow us to have this co-ownership and traceability um, in our operations. So, yeah, that's something that's coming up. We're also excited about Awesome. What has been the the local response, you know, just from the, the, the average Lisbon, Lisbon, Lisboeta and the people that are kind of seeing this, this, uh, this happening, uh, is there curiosity, maybe a bit of confusion? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Both. Um, but I think once the people go there and enter the farm, everyone's amazed, like, wow, it looks a bit like a spaceship and it's super fresh. <laughs> it smells great. Um, so that's uh, that's always uh, a positive response once people go. I think when you hear about it and it's the first time you hear about, I don't know, vertical farming or hydroponics, um, there is there can be some uh, skepticism around it in terms of of the food grown and, and, and the impact it has. But again, once people really get into it and get to know it and get to know the team, et cetera, I think that it's it's more of an excitement around that. Um, yeah. And I, to be honest, a positive, a positive response, positive adoption. Yeah. Well, I mean, Portuguese take their food very, very seriously, you know, and uh, you know, product, produce, and fresh vegetables and fruits a massive part of culture. So, mm. I suppose there might be a bit of skepticism at the beginning, like, okay, can you actually grow a decent tomato or can you grow a decent uh, vegetable? But it's not only about that. It's not only about that, but you can grow an even better. No, I mean. Uh, we say it's better than bio, so we don't, of course, zero pesticides, and you you, you can control the environment to the right uh, temperature and humidity. So it's always like pristine season for, for the veggies. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so you have like really nice quality and tasteful stuff. So yeah, that, that's also a positive thing. Well, look, it's a nice segue because uh, you mentioned a few times when we were talking earlier that you like the food, the food. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen. Um, uh, Mexican food is amazing. Like we, we, uh, it's one of our favorite things. My daughter's favorite restaurant oh, yeah. is, a, is a Mexican restaurant, not far from where we in a uh, great surfing spot. You should go there. Actually, it's called, uh, um, Balial and Peniche. Okay. Um, just further North before Nazare. And they have nice. all the rip cool, um, pro tours there and, and everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And nice. then there's, we, we go to a, a lovely Mexican place, uh, near there and, and that's, our daughter's favorite one uh, wow. but i mean you've yeah. lived all over you lived all over you've you've experienced food what do you what do you like about the food here yeah so it's, i think it's very it's very straightforward and like mostly good quality uh, seafood is my my fave there you know uh, you know they, ha- they have this cervejerias or marisqueria um so seafood is a big thing there and i'm a big fan of seafood uh, yeah i don't know like <laughs> i can name a few no but you know, like different kinds of octopus and uh, the the fish is just so fresh. Um, different kinds of shrimps. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm getting hungry now. But um, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's lunchtime there, actually, where you are. <laughs> it's lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. So, so I would say the freshness of the food, uh, seafood is top. They, I'm trying, I've reduced my, my meat intake quite a bit. Uh, 
gladly, but um, there are some really nice places there and they have like a good culture as well. Um, yeah, if I would have to recommend some stuff, I'm happy to send the list afterwards, but I'm sure you know pretty good, good restaurants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I would say seafood, really nice um, uh, toppings, right? So, I, I, I do like butter and garlic. So, they use it quite a bit. So, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, if you like butter and garlic, you're in a good, you're in a good place. If you like butter and garlic, yeah. <laughs> Please do come. Um, yeah. If you're allergic to garlic, it's a problem. You can have a problem in Portugal. If you don't like garlic, yeah, make sure to let the people know (laughs) because you can find it a lot. And um, there's this really nice uh, crabhead, zapatera. She's really nice. Oh, yeah. My wife loves that. That's amazing, no? So Um, I think very simple, right? I remember also here in Italy and Mexico, uh, we like in Mexico more than anything, a lot of sauces, a lot of like complexity. I think uh, Portugal is more straightforward, so it's not yeah, French. The, the ingredients do the talking. Yeah, exactly. Just boom, boom. That's it. But it's good quality, and and uh, that's what you what what is what you get, you know. <laughs> so that, um, yeah. that I mean you you've come from a sort of a, a, a Latin culture where it's it's is very normal to to sit around a table for a long time and eat and talk and drink some wine and then you know. But to spend time around a table there, um, you've then gone to places where everything is kind of rush, 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 eat it, mm-hmm. move on. Is it good to be back in a place where that culture is there again? That 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 kind of just sit down, enjoy company, enjoy a good bottle of wine with some food, and eat slow and take things slow and go with the flow. For sure, yeah. No, it's always nice. It's always nice to to have a nice vino verde, especially in summer. No, have <laughs> that green wine. I do recommend. So yes, no, it's um again it has that kind of tranquility embedded, no, I would say, uh, Portugal and Lisbon. So yeah, that that shows also in the table, uh, at nice meals or nice dinners. So yeah, it's it's nice to it's nice to to experience it for sure. Yeah, um, you, you spoke earlier on about the the language and and how, you know, it's good to kind of just kind of get an idea of a try go with the flow in terms of speaking the language it's not it's not the easiest language but it's an easy place to learn a language um i mean for people that are looking to to make the move like you've done you know we've got listeners from all over the world at different stages of their lives some are looking to move with their families start to start something up maybe they're going to work remotely people maybe looking to retire um, but one of the things, you know, that people are ask, that are looking to is they're looking, they know, people know they're coming to a different place with different culture and a different pace of life. Um, you know, just using the phrase that we've, that we've used already going with the flow. How would you recommend people do that? How would you go with the flow uh, in, in Portugal, um, in your opinion? Yeah, that's, that's a nice question. So going with the flow in terms of language well again i would just try to speak as much as i can and start with portuguese like start the conversation in portuguese um because it it even happens still to me um a bit less and less but when people see that you're not portuguese they switch immediately to english uh, <laughs> at least you kind of look like you could look Portuguese. Yeah, 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 I don't, yeah. I don't, and then I get it straight away. I get this. They straight away start speaking in English with me. Yeah. So if you do the effort and like speak in Portuguese and even respond in Portuguese even at the beginning, then you'll get spoken to in, in Portuguese, right? So, um, yeah, I'm going like, yeah, 
head first or just going at it um, and speaking Portuguese. I think that makes a difference. Even the little words, you know, obrigado and thank you, good morning, goodbye, etc. Um, I think, yeah, I'm in Mexico. Everyone says buenos dias, or hi, everything is hi and stuff. <laughs> I've I stopped doing it for a while in some places, but I think back in Portugal you can do it. You know, I always say, say hello to everybody. Yeah, hello to, to everyone and like <laughs> be kind and stuff. And I think that that comes back. Um, and day to day life, Emilia, I mean, go, go, going with the flow, day to day life. What what should people be looking? Uh, you know, the, the mindset going in there, just just going with the flow in Portugal in general. It's it's a different pace. It's a different way of things being done. Yeah, for sure. Like I would say, like being patient and expecting things, maybe or not expecting, but like knowing that things might go a bit chiller. No, it's it's a chiller place. Yeah, you know? so always like maybe I don't know. Um, example, I don't know someone coming from New York, which which I love the New York uh, <laughs> minute, but um, yeah, just maybe switching that off if possible. You know, like it's gonna be chiller. It's gonna be a bit slower, but that has its magic too. So just like, yeah, just taking a deep breath perhaps and just going out in the street and, and taking it, taking the time to, uh, to absorb uh, the details and the people, et cetera. So yeah, just taking it, um, taking it um, one minute at a time and step-by-step. Step. So I think, yeah, Portugal and Lisbon do have that tranquility to it. So like once you come here, you'll, you'll, ex you'll experience it for sure. But it's definitely a nice feeling, especially once once you get used to it, and even perhaps even more in the beginning, it's a it's a positive, a shock, uh, a positive welcoming, right, to the to the good life. So yeah, don't be afraid and just just do it. Yeah, awesome, Emiliano. What what is one thing that you want people to remember and take away from our conversation? Nice. So. Basically, maybe what we touched on in terms of of, of climate action, um, I do believe it's, it's it's something that we should all be working towards, um, uh, and even on a, a daily basis. It doesn't have to be creating a company or just just being conscious and aware of of our choices. And I think, as we mentioned, Portugal is a nice place to be, and also to to go into that a bit of um. um another brainwave that allows you to be more conscious about everything. So yeah, just please, when you come here, keep that in mind and we'll always be waiting you at, at our vertical farm if you're going to go deep it. Awesome. How can we follow you online? How can people be in touch with, with what you're doing and, and get in, get in contact? Yeah, I would say like for uh, Raiz, uh, spelled R-A-I-Z, uh, Z, um, Raise vertical farms. That I would say Instagram, LinkedIn, both work well. Um, for me personally, uh, yeah, you can follow, reach out on on LinkedIn if, if there's any questions. I I usually answer. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that that's basically it. Would would love for you to follow the company. We're we're doing exciting stuff, and um, yeah, we always appreciate when people reach out. So. Please do. And there's, there's details about the crowdfunding and stuff like that as well uh, on the. Yeah, we'll we'll put out we'll put out some stuff right now. It's uh, basically preparation mode. Um, we're um, that's gonna be like on a on a project per project basis. 
So for the launching of, of new specific farms. And right now we're we're raising venture capital uh, for more the software development and the growth of the team, et cetera. Um, so yeah, if, if there's an interest, happy to have a conversation on that. But um, yeah, for sure, we'll, we'll share more details. Awesome. Emiliano, um, a question that we ask all of our guests. Yeah. Portugal, the simple life, why? Because of the weather, <laughs> the architecture, the way people are, and the tranquility. So, yeah, I would say those two, including the nice beaches and the fact that it very well might be the end of the world at Nazaré and you have breathtaking views. So, yeah, come and, and see for yourself. Yeah, good one. Emiliano, thank you so much. I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Thank and you. And I'm going to let you call it. That's a wrap. Cheers. So thank you once again to our guest. And thank you to all of you for listening. Please subscribe, share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, and please leave a comment or a review. We always love to hear from you. Don't forget, Portugal The Simple Life also has a magazine, so download it. It's for free. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And as we say in Portugal, Cesar's bem-vindo. Welcome to The Simple Life. <laughs>